Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Mama Logs podcast. Um, today, I am so excited to um, share with you a wonderful woman who I'm just starting to get to know, um, who is just such a beam and a light out in the world, who is doing some powerful, beautiful work, and is just, yeah, she's a superhero. She is a true superhero. Her name is Arkesha McCoy. And um, welcome. Welcome to the Mama Logs podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm glad to be here. Yes, yes. So um, just checking in with all these beautiful mamas that are working on the front lines right now through this COVID madness. Um, how have you been doing through it all? Um, I have my, you know, I have my good days. And I, I won't say I don't get stressed sometimes. But... Um, because of what I do and how important it is, it's like I got to get it done. So I'm just in a get it done mode. I get that. I get that. Um, I So I know, obviously, you're a mama. Um, and I know when I had spoken to you before, you shared with me a little bit of your past. So I guess just give me a little bit of your history and who are your babies? How old are they? Who are they in the world? Okay, so I have... Mm-hmm. Kids. I have a 24-year-old daughter named Mykeisha, um, who is a college graduate and a makeup artist. I have a 23-year-old daughter named Antoinette, who is also a college graduate. She teaches high school in Atlanta. Wonderful. I have a 21-year-old son who is incarcerated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have a 15-year-old son who is a sophomore and an all-around sports player who is being looked at for by college scouts already, so I'm excited about that. Wonderful. And I also lost a sister to domestic violence two years ago. I'm so sorry. So I have custody of her five kids. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Ooh. Yes. So Shantoria is 12. She'll be 13. 13 and on May the 13th. Okay. Um, then I have Desiree, who is 11. I have Gabriel, who is 9, and he has autism. And then I have Darion, who is 8, and I have Randall, who is 6. So you are very busy. Your your plate is very, very full. Um, yes. And you said you, you got all your sister's children when? Um. It'll be two years, November 19th. Wow. So we're coming up on our two-year anniversary shortly. Wow. So that means your household is quite full right now. Who's at home with you now? So, um, of course, my son that's incarcerated is not home. But yeah. I don't, my 15-year-old son is um, in Wisconsin and the daughter in Atlanta. So everybody is home except for those three. Wow, you have a full house. Yeah, and a husband. <laughs> and a husband. Woof, woof, sis. Um, so with the Full House, how are, how are the kids um, managing through all of this shift that's happening in our commu- in our society right now? How has it been for them? Um, at first, they just thought it was like we out of school, like a typical break. So I had to sit down with them and explain about COVID nineteen and you know what was going on and what a pandemic was. Mm. And so um, for them, it was more like. When are we going to get to go outside? Because, you know, they're pretty young. Right. And so 
they get a little antsy. You know, I'm just blessed to have a house big enough with spacious yard and a basement, so they get to get it out their system, but it's also a set schedule. Like, we're, while I'm working from home, um, I'm on the computer, they're at the table, they're on their Chromebooks, and I'm kind of dealing with the participants, um, my, dealing with my caseload, and then kind of going back helping with homework and stuff like that. So Oof. it's a busy day, and our day starts typically, well, my day starts at 7.15 every morning. Oh, my goodness. So, but they stay on a schedule then with school and everything, especially yeah. with this online school. Yes, I just, I get them up, they're up and on their computers doing schoolwork by 10. Wow. Wow. More power to you. More power to you. Um, well, so getting into a little bit more of your, uh, what your superpower is outside of home, what is it, what do you do out in the world? I want people to understand um, your career journey and where you're at now. Um, my career journey started pretty early. Um, I, my, I lost my daughter's father in 2001. He was murdered, so I wanted to get my girls out of Chicago, so we moved to Wisconsin, and I got my CNA license, and I was working in, like, community-based residential facility homes, which are what we call nursing homes here, or assisted living homes here in Chicago, Okay. and I worked my way up the chain to being in the office and, you know, dealing with the families and creating personalized care plans for the individuals that we service. And so I got a lot, a lot of experience on the back end from there. So when I moved back, I ran homes for the disabled adults. Hmm. And um, the company that I work for, Everything wasn't what it should have been, mm-hmm. and my license would have been on the line if I had indulged in certain activities that they were indulging in. Oh, wow. So I walked away, wow. and I ended up doing security. Got posted at Chicago Cred. I was their armed guard for like a year and a half, and not knowing that they were paying attention to how I interacted with the participants, I was able to diffuse situations and how the participants kind of gravitated to me. It was something about my energy, they said. Mm-hmm. So eventually, I was offered a position within the company, and I took it. So I've been working with Chicago Creed since January of this year. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) They are amazing. Oh, my God. Chicago Cred is amazing. Can you tell us more about what Chicago Cred is and what the... So we are a violence prevention program. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we go out in the Rosalind and Pullman area and we have some hubs around Chicago. So wherever the hub is, we go out in the area and we identify the the actual shooters, the ones that's out here shooting, Mm. Um, the ones out here in the chaos, like we go for the gusto, you know, so we go out and we, we have an outreach team that actually makes the initial contact with them. And so they give them, it's like, it's almost like a trade-off. If you're willing to put the guns down, we're willing to 
to help you with housing. We're willing to help you get job readiness skills, get your high school diploma, give you um, counseling, therapy, just become the support system that you need to kind of encourage you and help you get in a better space so that you can be productive in society and be a support system for your family. So initially it started off with the men because, you know, they are the backbone. Like, mm-hmm. And so it started off with them, but then we found that there were a need for women as well. Right. Because we have just as many women out here in the life that we do have men. So in March, we launched our first pilot for the women's program, wow. which is what I was hired for. So it's like my baby. It's the birth of it. Yes. And I have an amazing boss, Miss Muhammad. She is amazing. So it's kind of me and her thing. And we are so excited about what we have accomplished in this short time yes. and what we're, what we see in the near future because the work doesn't stop because of COVID-19. Right. The need is still there. So we're still out here in the trenches. If we have to, if a participant is having an issue and we need to make contact with that participant, we try to be as safe as possible. But if our participant is um, in adversity, we are going to assist. Right, right. Um, so w- right now, who uh, who are the clients that you're working with? Right now, I'm working with. Um, it's I have I, ha- I work with the female population. Okay, okay. Uh, so right now, I have eight. So we just launched. So we have eight. Wonderful. But I can get anywhere to about fifteen to twenty-one on my caseload. Wow. And how many, uh, what's the age range usually with the, the women that you're working it's, with? It's typically 17 to 24, okay. but it just depends on the need and the situation. It's almost case by case. Right. So I can have a participant as old as 30 years old in the program. I it just you. depends on the need. Okay. And if, and if we can assist, then what we do is we will link them with different organizations that can assist because again we're looking for the most at risk out in community now are the so they usually pre-covid they had a space to come to where they came to for services so now what's happening i'm assuming the space is probably closed right now yes the Um, space is closed mm -hmm. um unless you know one of my coworkers or I may need something out of the space. Then we have access to get the supplies that we need. But as far as the participants, what happens is we um, we operate off the app Zoom. We do um, FaceTime. Um, so they're still getting all their services. Okay, like on, on the day-to-day, they still have a schedule. They have like a 9-15 check-in mm-hmm. where they have to check in in a group, um, in a Zoom group, or, his, or it could be a FaceTime group. Wow. After that, they are preparing for, they might have a 10 o'clock class. They may have, it may be healthy relationships. Um, It may be a one-on-one with their clinician. It may be something that we call CBI, which which is cognitive intervention behavior, which kind of teaches you to think differently so that you will get a different result than Mm -hmm. what you'd normally be getting. It kind of puts you on a positive aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Um. It's quite a few classes. <laughs> yeah. It's brilliant, though. So, <laughs> it's happening all day. So just because we're closed, because if we were in a building, they will have different facilitators that come in. 
Right. We like have a hip hop detox. Um, we yes. have a security training class. We yeah. have an educational class. Um, so if they were in a building every hour, they would shift to another instructor. So it's kind of happening via, you know, via Zoom. That's so the schedule doesn't change. Right. It's just a different um, way of getting it to them. Okay. Um, what have you noticed? So you fit the, physically the building is closed, but yes, you're um, online being able to participate with everyone. Does everyone also have access to being able to get online and get on Zoom or... How's yes. that worked out? So everybody that has um, an iPhone mm-hmm. and, or an Android can get on Zoom. But, but, you know, like I said, my company is so amazing. So what happened was a couple of weeks ago, it was like, okay, let's get a list of, you know, they told the life coaches, everybody I need you to get with your participants. I need a list of everybody who does not have internet and does not have access to a working phone that would allow them to participate so they went out and bought laptops internet access and so last friday life coaches picked them up from the hub and dropped them off to the participants to ensure that they were able to participate that's amazing that's amazing that's so good i know that did your heart good too because you're still connected with the folks that you've been working with so that's really beautiful Yes. Um, so I got to ask, though, this is you do so much heart work. You're you are just one big, open, loving heart. How what inspired you to be this woman? How did you get here? Um, I don't know. Honestly, um, I, I know as a child, I've always been very helpful. I've always cared about other people. You know, I was blessed to have my mother, my father, both sets of grandparents and great grandparents. So I've seen, you know, 50, 60 year marriages exist. Mm -hmm. And my family has always been helpful in the community and helpful to other people. So I guess it's I guess I was just born with it. I don't know. it. It just feels right. So. Yes, I'll take that. I'll take that answer. Um, So but while you're doing all this work of giving out, what are you doing for yourself? How do you since your life is so concentrated um, and now all a predominant amount of everything that you're doing, especially with your kids at home and the work that you're doing with all of your clients, you're giving out a lot. What do you do for yourself? How do you reset? How do you give back to yourself? Sometimes I don't. Mm. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Sometimes I just go to bed drained because there's so much to do. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I just need a moment. So um, because my company is so amazing, we have what you call mental health days. Awesome. So if I'm just really struggling, I can just call in to one of my supervisors and request the mental health days. There's no questions asked, and I get that day. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And and also, I have the luxury of having someone that works with my company called Dr. West, who is amazing. So she is doing some techniques with me that's helping me to, you know, wind down in the evening and get that good night of sleep that I need so that I'm rejuvenated when I wake up in the morning. So that's a blessing as well. We love Dr. West. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. She's a wonderful woman. Um, okay. And how... Um, how do you feel like what has surprised you, I guess, around 
everything around COVID, has anything surprised you with how people are reacting? What, you know, what you've noticed out in the street? What has has surprised me is that so many people are dying. Hmm. May their souls rest in peace. But it's so many people that are not taking it serious. Like I've even heard something as outlandish as black people can't get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Until they realized black people were actually getting it. Like this disease, I mean, this um, virus, it does not know color. It does right. not know nationality. It does not know uh, zip code, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's dangerous and it really bothers me to see people not taking the necessary precautions because you have to come back home eventually to your family, the people that you live with, you're responsible for, that you love, that you protect. And if you are not taking the necessary precautions, you are putting them at risk as well. Right. And that's not okay. Right. Right. Um, What do you do for your family? I know sometimes you do have to go and interact with folks outside of home. So what do you do for yourself to be able to come home and take those necessary precautions and what have you? So I wear my face mask. Mm -hmm. I don't don't do the gloves because I feel like if you're not changing those gloves every time you touch something, Mm -hmm. you are only contaminating. Right. So I keep a box. I mean, I keep a a jug of Lysol wipes inside of my car Mm -hmm. and I keep a can of Lysol in my car. Okay. So... When I leave out and make it to my car, mm-hmm. before I get out, I light all myself. I crack the windows and let the sunroof up. I light all myself. Put some hand sanitizer on my hand, and I give me a couple wipes out, and I take them in the store with me. I got you. So I'm kind of wiping down, and you know, as I'm touching things and the buggy and all of that, when I get to the register. I say my last wife, life out white for when I make it to the register. Yeah. So that I can reclaim my debit card off and mm-hmm. so that I can wipe that um, little machine that we use. Mm-hmm. Because they're not cleaning that machine. Right. And I'm not going to be poking and touching and, you know. So. I got that's that. That's kind of what I do. When I get back to my car, I life out again. When I come in my house. I go in my mud room and I come out of my clothes. We got bags in the mud room. Everything going up, bag. I throw on the robe and I go straight upstairs to the shower. I get that. Yep, that's that's about right. <laughs> that's about right. Um, and do you? What's happening as far as like community? Are you able to get supplies and different things like that to some of your participants? As far as like cleaning supplies, is there a need that people have that you've noticed? Um, there isn't a huge need mm-hmm. for the cleaning supplies as far as the participants. They um, are pretty um, good about getting the stuff that they can. Okay. But if they do have an issue getting some things and they reach out, if we can't go get it from the store, if we have to pull it out of our closet, we're going to make sure that they don't go without. So I kind of stockpile. Wow. Okay. In the event somebody needs something. Yeah. That's that's awesome. That's hard work, constant doing hard work. And um, so how then can we support you folks that are listening in? What what does support look like for you and your organization? Um, That's a good question. 
so for us support would be um like if when I when our building opens, like we have different people that are contracted, so we look for people who have a story to tell, mm-hmm. who are willing then to come and speak with the participants. We look for people who have um, skills that they're able to teach um, to get them like certifications or just um, information okay. that they can use. I'm pretty sure if this breaks when the when the weather breaks, we'll probably be doing different events at the park. So we look for DJs. We look for people to um, donate um, supplies. It can be anything from paper plates to condiments to, to meat or just their time to help serve or to come out and cook. It really takes a village. Mm-hmm. And so what helps look like is really based upon on what each individual has to offer mm-hmm. and what they're willing to do. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. It does. It does. So, is there uh, an immediate need now? Do you, you know, is there a need for like masks or groceries yes. or what? What's There's the need, a need for? for masks. There's, there's definitely a need for masks. Um, we do have some participants um, who are struggling with groceries. Um, just the day-to-day necessities because coming into programming every day they mm-hmm. get breakfast they get lunch right. they, they get a snack and when i say breakfast i mean breakfast i'm talking wow. the spread when i say lunch i mean uh lunch is like dinner you wow. know so they you know even like even when it's cold outside we normally still open our building because we have participants that does that don't have anywhere to go okay. and so this is definitely different for those who depend on our building to be open day to day for those meals for that you know safe space i got you i got you and how about for the participants now that don't necessarily have the building anymore um what where have you found them being like finding safe spaces are there spaces that people can go to that are well we have um some relationships with some like temporary housing okay so what it'll be is they will have their own personal room they will share all the common areas got it so we kind of set it up like that and if push comes to shove and the need is like right there in that moment the organization will put them in a hotel for x amount of days until we can get them situated in one of the temporary housing units okay okay um but for now people can at least donate monies or groceries or masks um where can they send that stuff to you or how can they find out more of what they can do um i would have to talk to my boss okay to get that information because i wouldn't want to give you the wrong information yeah so when you get it i'll just add it to the notes how's that (laughs) i'll add it to the notes and i'll make sure to direct people just to go look at the notes so i'm directing you all now (laughs) when you stop listening to this look at the notes um, and there's another good good way to help. Um, and what support do you need? Do you personally need? Is there you know emotional support, spiritual support? What does that look uh, like for you? Spiritual support is always welcome. Okay. Um, the my coworkers are very supportive. Like we check in, we do um, safety checks on everybody. Um, we check in 
to just kind of see how each other is doing. And then my husband, he is amazing. So, Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, I am very honored that you've taken time out of your day to speak with me. Um, Thank you for using all of your power for good. I pray that all of your babies um, are safe and okay. And um, you're a blessing. So thank you again. And like I said, everyone, I'll put notes in uh, uh, where you can donate things and what have you in the notes. Um, And is there any last words you want to share with the people? Any words of inspiration? Just you want to say something? Um, Yes. Stay at home. It saves lives. I can dig it. (laughs) I can dig it. Thank you again. Have a super blessed day. You do the same.